Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life with Laurel and Laurel. Today, Laurel, we've got a fun little episode for everybody, don't we? We do. I cannot wait to learn more about you. I can't right wait here along, right alongside our listeners. We're all learning at the same time. I know. So Laurel and I um, wanted to take a little time on the podcast today to talk about our backgrounds and our professional lives and things that we never really talk about directly and introduce ourselves a little bit more before we end our first season of Awakening to the Beautiful Work. So Laurel, where should we dive in? Oh, we have so much to, to talk about and to get to know about each other. So I want to just share how this idea came to me. And it was listening to one of our podcasts. Um, it, it may have been with Bree, but you there was a guest on our podcast. And, you know, at the end, when you asked, well, how do people find you? And how, how do you work with people? And I thought, you and I have never done that with each other. Yeah. And maybe we didn't do that with each other because for me, at least, I felt so connected to you right away when we met and the purpose and pleasure of bringing a podcast to the world with you. That's all I wanted to talk about. I know. I felt the same way, Laurel. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are, you know, yeah. rounding out our, or starting another season and, yeah. and we, there's more to us than what we do together with our work in this space. So let's jump in. Let's jump in. Yeah. So for our listeners, Laurel and I are both life coaches and our, you know, deep desire was to make inner work a little more accessible, to make it more interesting, to allow people to feel like there's a place where you can learn a little bit about inner work. And that was really the mission of the podcast to, to make inner work uh, a thing that everybody does and and wants to do right yes. and we both work as life coaches so we we've been working with people for a while and we are steeped in inner work in our professional life both personally and professionally and so we wanted to just talk to people a little bit more about that how we work and what we do so Laurel tell us a little bit about your life coaching you know story how did you come to be a life coach and how do you work with people? Sure. So if you were to meet me at a networking event, what you would hear me say is, I'm Laurel Boyven, life and leadership coach. I work with high-performing professionals and help them recognize, recover from burnout. And one of the ways I do that is through 
increased self-awareness, what brings you joy, what are your heart's desires. Um, so when we met Laurel, I'm going to say all of the ingredients of what you bring to coaching overlap with mine so very tightly, even though I work with majority of my clients have been technical professionals. No surprise given my background, right? Yeah. Um, 30 years in corporate and environmental and energy working with a lot of men. Uh, I've, I've coached men and women. And so how did I get into it? Oh, when I think about it, when I was leaving corporate, I really started to think about what are my gifts? What's my purpose? What am I supposed to bring to the world? And I started to really pay attention to what other people were thanking me for, the contribution I made in other people's lives. And that had me realize that holding people in a space and making them feel seen and heard was something that a lot of people never experienced. But that's who I was. Um, and so it really led me to think about my gifts, what makes me happy, how do I serve, you know, what is the highest and best use of my time and talent, and it is helping people feel fulfilled in their work, in their families, in their communities. Um, if I had to describe, you know, it's joy, connection, and contribution. And then I realized I probably have been coaching and holding people in a safe space and listening my entire life, yeah. which is why eighth grade, I was voted most like Ann Landers, perhaps. We've <laughs> joked about this before. I love, I love <laughs> it when you said that on the, one of the first podcasts. <laughs> yeah, so coaching has been kind of that extension of who I am at my core. Mm-hmm. And what about you? Yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't really go to networking events. I did for a while and um, played around with trying to describe in one sentence who I am and what I do. And it really it never really worked for me very well. Um, I do have like a line somewhere, you know, I think on my Facebook page or says that I work with um, sensitive, highly conscious, sensitive people and helping them, you know, really live the life they want to live and show up the way they want to show up. And I, I... I always feel like um, I didn't set out to be a life coach or a spiritual teacher or a speaker or a group leader. I always feel like my work found me along my my pathway, which was, and really truly feel that way. So at some level, I do feel like I was answering a calling. Early in life, I felt like I was called to be a mom. Like that was in my 20s. I was working as a cost accountant, didn't like it, didn't know how to get out of it, eventually stayed home with my children. That's how I got out of it and had, a, had an interesting business experience and background, right? And um, But promised myself that I wouldn't go back and do it because I really wasn't happy. And then when the time came when my kids were getting older and I could pursue work, that was when I felt like I started my journey into becoming who I am today and working with people the way that I I do now. And my original thought when I went to go get a degree was, 
I'm going to go teach stress management classes in corporations because I had started teaching Tai Chi and meditation and had done some stress management teaching at a hospital. And, um, and so when I um, found this counseling psychology program and part of the program, I was going to do the brief version of the program and get my counseling psych degree. Um, the brief version of it had a very short interim experience where you were going to work in an interim setting and counsel some people. And I happened to get an interim um, practice at a residential facility where women were recovering from addiction. And the minute I started counseling and sitting one-to-one -one in session with people, I felt like I was coming home to myself, like I was literally at home and born to do this work. And so um, I expanded my degree work to include, you know, like all the work to, to carry a license to be a mental health counselor, which I never did. I never called myself that, even though I did all the work to do it. I had my envelope ready to send to the licensing commission. And by then I had already been studying energy medicine and I was into Tai Chi and I meditation had changed my life and I had done shamanic training and I realized that that is not me. I didn't want to run a clinic, which would have been my next natural path because I had a degree in business, but I didn't want to do that. And I, and I really felt like I didn't want to be a proponent and a support of the Western medical system because I feel like it's a very flawed system and it's really not serving a lot of the practitioners well. And I didn't really want to be a part of that. So I called myself a life coach because that was an emerging um, uh, profession back then and have called myself that since. But some days I don't, I feel more like a writer now that I've written my fourth book. I feel more like a writer, speaker, leader, um, and mentor than anything else. Yeah. And my work has been mostly with women, although I do occasionally have the sensitive, highly conscious man who's concerned about relationships and his more total life rather than just work life. And um, I love working with men when they do show up in my world. But I feel like um, my, my uh, women's work came because my path included opening a woman's center, even at the point where before I had started my degree work, I opened a grassroots woman's center and learned so much about women's relationship and peer leadership. And so the model that, you know, that we use in our groups is based in that work and in consciousness raising. And um, a lot of my philosophical background comes from my um, Tai Chi and Eastern philosophy because it's very much taking ownership and responsibility for your life and the quality of your life and yeah so i feel like you know i've had this really cool blended professional development personal healing path and um wow it's been such a beautiful journey 35 years now of yeah living into my my full life yeah I love that, you know, it's the interesting journey. It's the path. And, um, and we bring things from our path with us as we do our work, you know, as we move further into ourselves, as we become more of our true self. And that's, I think we bring that to our coaching and our clients and teach them how to do that. I mean, when I think about 
all of my clients have come to me for some discontent in their professional life, in their career. But what we know is that it affects their personal life as well. Yeah. You know, I, in my coaching, I think about whole the whole being, whole, whole beingness. Yeah. The tools and tricks and learning and teaching and changing of perspective and behavior um, and creating what you want, it doesn't happen only on one side or one area of the pie chart, right? Yes, yes. It's fully integrated. And so when you start to change one area of your life, all the other areas improve. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I love that. And I, I feel like we've talked about this before on the podcast, but, you know, our inner work, right, is really what creates our outer life. And so this, the, the condition and the quality and the 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 status of our inner experience really is a ref, is reflected in our outer life. And so this is what we're talking about when you say, you know, you, if you work on one area of your life, it impacts all of it. All of it begins to change. And 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 also, you know, for me, it's I've always felt like people often come conflicted about relationships or feeling like they can't they can't change the things around them that they want to change. And so it's a beautiful experience to have a client come and begin to do the inner work and just, you know, as a coach, help lead them through, right? Finding where they're feeling conflicted internally or stuck or stagnant. And when they begin to change that, how then the other stuff begins to change. Absolutely. And it's always such a beautiful, beautiful experience to witness. It really is. Early in my coaching business, I, at times, refer to myself as a self-discovery guide. Yeah. Now, you can imagine many of the engineers I work with, technical folks, even my husband, my engineer husband. It's like, what the heck is a self-discovery guide? Yeah. And I say, it's like peeling back the onion. Mm. We peel it back and peel it back and peel it back so that who you are at the core can emerge. Mm. And you can bring, you know, your, your gifts, your talents, you know, what brings you joy wherever you go, whether you're in the office or at home or on the golf course or on the beach, wherever you are. Um, and you, you know, it's the words in the, maybe the opening or the closing of the podcast, right? Yeah. When you change, you make the world more beautiful. The world changes around you. Um, and so I think about that a lot when, you know, coaching clients or even in my own coach experience, you know, my working with a coach or myself coaching, my, I refer to it as the power of one which I probably lifted from another coach, I can tell you. But, you know, focus on what I need to bring to my life. And the, the power of improving one life improves everything around you. Yeah, yeah. So tell me, you mentioned group. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're doing a little group coaching together and you have done group um, on your own before oh i know i've been leading groups now for oh my gosh it's 25 uh, 25 years at least that i've been leading groups and i love group work because i feel like in group work i i feel like i may i had so many aha moments in group work uh, listening to somebody else maybe 
hearing their story touched something in me that I couldn't identify in myself that opened up a whole aha moment. Hearing myself speak things that I maybe wasn't comfortable saying to other people but could say in a group. Um, being able to speak into, being invited to speak into my truth and uncover a deeper truth within me in a group process. Group is just incredibly, incredibly powerful. If you come in and you commit yourself to the group experience. Yeah, yeah, super powerful. So we're excited to be offering groups going forward. And this summer we have the book groups. If you missed our last podcast, one of our last podcasts, we talk about the books and we talk about the, um, the, the book group experience. And you know, I want to um, mention, because we didn't talk about that a lot in our, in our podcast that day, is the group is gonna be a little different. It's just not an open discussion. It's a very structured way of beginning to um, use this, the book itself as a tool to learn about your own self and do some own, your own self-discovery work in the, the safety and love and support of a group experience. So um, I wanted to make sure that people know that we, we have a special kind of group to offer. Yeah. We do. I'm so excited about it myself. Now, I've not yet done group coaching except with you in, in the umbrella of Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. And it is incredible. Um, I have been a participant in group coaching in with a life coach, with a business coach. The participation, I get the same thing that you've mentioned, that the benefits. You know, I can be witness to someone else through their growth and transformation, even though maybe I haven't fully opened up to speaking about that yet. So it's the benefit of observing and witnessing and and maybe even implementing the, the work that is suggested for them into my own, being my own business, my own life. Um, and then the community and connection. Mm. I love the community and connection in, in a group. Um, I've benefited from that and I love bringing that to our May challenge that we're working on now, working with women in this container. And I can't wait to bring that same community and connection and growth and transformation and personal discovery, self-discovery, you know, to a group this summer through the use of books. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that um, isn't talked a lot about, but I love it. And, and the idea like was really solidified in the book that um, I talked about, um, I've talked about before is how to... Uh, um, the More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know is Possible by Charles mm -hmm. Eisenstein. And he talks about the idea that it's very hard to, to create lasting change outside of a community. So for instance, you know, for many people who, and, and I'm sure people could really relate to this as, as we talk about it, right, is this idea that oftentimes when you're trying to change a habit, it it's you, you keep going backwards, you know, you might change it for a little while and then you go back and you go back and you go back. And part of that is, is, you know, we're in kind of resonance with already with community, with family. And so when we really want to change our lives to be in a community of people that are working on change and supporting you in your change, 
it just ups the success level so much, you know, rather than trying to do it on your own. And that's one of the things I love about group too, is feeling like I have a community that I know is trying to grow and change as well. And they would be all people that I can call on if I feel stuck or, or just knowing that, you know, like they're my group, they're my people, as well as the people that I'm living with that may not be working on the same kind of change that I'm working on. Yeah. It's so true. And it happens in the workplace when I think about, yeah, you know, yeah whether it was me when I was in corporate or, you know, clients of mine, when any individual is looking to level up, you know, to grow and transform and be better um, at what it is that they're here for, it's hard to do it in a group that doesn't have that, you know, oftentimes we talk about like-minded people, but it really is the energy of growth and transformation that is so important as we learn and grow ourselves. Yeah. So it's community and connection, no matter where you are, how do you create that? And so I love that we're bringing this I um, do too. I yeah, do too. to the world. Yeah. And I hope to meet some of our listeners in the future, in our groups yes. and yes. in our offerings in the days to come. And um, we, both of us have space in our coaching practice right now to take on new clients. So anybody who um, is a listener, and I would say that if you're a listener and you're interested in um, working with either one of us, our contact information is here below in the um, in the podcast notes. And um, let us know that you're a listener because that will help us too to know what you know about us and yeah. um, and how we can like get kickstarted real fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I know we've talked about this before. Our listeners can find us through the podcast notes. Each of us have our own website, and we are. We are both on social media yeah. in all the places. All the places, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. I'm not on Twitter. That is the one place I'm not. And I don't know if I will return. We'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll stay see. tuned, stay yeah. tuned. I know, so thanks for being with us listeners. And um, if you have any questions to, for either Laurel or I, reach out, we're here for you. We're here to grow a community and help you have the beautiful life that you wanna have. Laurel, yeah. thanks for sharing your background and your life coaching and Thank all that you. good stuff today and getting to know you more. Yes, I, one more level or layer of the onion that we're getting to know each other. <laughs> and I'm so excited for season two, living in the beautiful work, right? Mm -hmm. <gasps> Do you want to talk for just a moment about that? About yeah, what yeah, we yeah. have coming? Go right, jump in. Yeah. I know, so for everybody who's um, been with us and continues with us, if you go back through season one, we have so many beautiful topics that we've touched on and, and really opened hopefully the doorway to um, ideas and thoughts about how to do the beautiful work, how to awaken to the beautiful work, how to awaken to some of the work that's possible in this beautiful inner work that we're talking about. And our next season is really a deepening. I, I think of it as a deepening and um, also an expansion of ideas about how to really bring the beautiful work into your life more and more and really feel like you're living in it because i feel like oftentimes you know we wake up we get these wake up calls and we're like oh we have to do it differently and we're like we might do a little bit and then we backtrack or we fall off the wagon or whatever right and so how do you how do you make it a way of life like i think we're really gonna talk about that and 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 talk about why we do that, right? Why it's so important and how transformational it is when we just make it a part of our lifestyle to do the beautiful work, to live in the beautiful work. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's funny, I, I think about it, you know, the same way my brain used to think about or still does about project planning, right? So the beginning, you have to be in the, in the creative visioning phase, yeah. which is really then leads to the research phase, right? And so our first season, we've laid out vision and, and um, research, right? Yeah. New information. And now in the next season, it's like, how do you implement all the learning or discovery yeah. in your life? And then, you know, in the end stages of the of a project after the implementation, then that's where you have the maybe the fruit, the, the benefit of your work. I mean, I think we've talked about it before as planting a garden. Yeah. You plant the seeds, you study the growing conditions, you pay attention to the weather, the climate. Improve and, the soil. Right? <laughs> Improve and, the soil. Right. Yeah, yeah. plant and dirt. let something grow <laughs> yeah. and then the harvest and the celebration right the harvest and celebration will come in maybe the third season yeah yeah i know i know i feel like we have so many seasons to go through and to and so much i mean there's just endless beautiful topics to cover and talk and and speak into and and create invitations for all of us you know to to make the world a more beautiful place by doing our beautiful work. So thank you listeners for being a part of our beautiful world. And we look forward to getting to know you better. Don't we Laurel? Yes, we do. Yeah. All right. Off we go. All right. Enjoy your day. You too. See you next time. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us here at beautiful work, beautiful life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.